Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Are you a planner? Do you like to know what you will be doing six months or a year from now? Have you ever wondered if your planning limits God's ability to do a great work through you? When Ali and Nina Nasser got married, their teacher sang the song, I Will Go, by Steve Green. It was a song of commitment to serve God in their marriage. However, neither one of them ever dreamed they would be going overseas as missionaries. Ali and Nina Nasser had a dream of spending a year traveling around the world. So after a year of paying off their college loans, they packed up their things and headed out to see the world. It was an amazing journey, and they clearly saw God leading them. They crossed seven oceans and visited 40 countries on six continents. They saw how people lived and were able to connect with them. The experience really changed them. It made them think more than twice about what they were going to do in America with their time and resources. They didn't want to return to America to their normal lives. It seemed God was calling them to something better. When their travels took them to Southeast Asia, they visited some AFM missionary friends working on the Taikadai project, and later with some other missionaries on the Turkish project. But the story begins much earlier, back in childhood. Growing up as a boy, I spent several summers at a family friend's house. My brother and I would help my dad gardening, taking care of an Avery farm, swimming and looking at National Geographic magazines. Our family friend had a whole bookcase of just National Geographic magazines, and I would spend hours looking through them. It was mostly the pictures that captivated me. As a result, a growing desire to see and experience the world became a lifelong dream. However, as I grew older and got more involved in school and other activities, I soon forgot about that dream. Life moved on and life was happening. After my ninth grade year in high school, I decided that I wanted to backpack the Appalachian Trail because I had read about this from the National Geographic magazines. So I asked a friend if he wanted to come and we decided that we would hike the trail. In short, I completed my 10th grade year early from homeschooling and took off for the Appalachian Trail in the spring of 1993. It was an amazing experience. I was only 15 years old at the time, but the experience was incredible. I learned a lot about myself. My appetite to see the world only grew stronger after this experience. A few years passed and I continued on into college. During my junior year, I met a young lady by the name of Nina. She also loved to travel and has an adventurous spirit. Nina completed the John Muir Trail and had already traveled outside of the United States when I first met her. So we had several things in common. We started to date, and by the time I graduated from college, I knew I wanted to marry her. While completing my senior year in college, I shared with her my dream to travel. I wanted to see the seven wonders of the world and cross the seven oceans. 
Nina was excited by the thought, and she also knew that she wanted to marry me. After a year and a half of dating, we got married. Immediately upon getting married, we started saving up enough money so we could fulfill our dream. We both paid off all our student loans, our car debt. We lived sacrificially so we could achieve our goal. In three years, we had saved up enough money to globetrot without having to work. In July of 2007, we strapped on our backpacks and set out to see the world. two pairs of shoes, three pairs of pants, four shirts, four socks, and three pairs of underwear for a whole year. This was a journey we would never forget. We traversed over 40 countries by foot, by bicycle, by moped, by boat, and by air all in one year. We camped, we slept under the stars, we slept in hostels, and we even slept in the car. Two young lovebirds traveling around the world. Can you imagine it? It was totally epic. During the time of our traveling, I had also applied to graduate school. My desire was to complete my master's degree in fine art upon arrival back to the United States. I turned in my portfolio to three different universities, all state-run programs. I didn't want to go to a private university because I didn't want any more debt. While we were in Australia, I received my first letter of rejection. I was disappointed, but not discouraged. A few weeks later, while in Vietnam, I received my second letter of rejection, stating that they were sorry to not be able to accept me into their program. I was disappointed, but still still hopeful. A month went by and we were traveling through China in February. Beijing, especially at that time of year, was very cold. The weather was gray due to pollution. We couldn't understand a word of Chinese. Nina was terribly sick and running a high fever, and we were extremely homesick. It was during this time that I received my last letter. It stated that they were sad to inform me that I was not accepted into their art program. My academic counselor was also surprised that I was not accepted into any programs. Receiving that news was the last straw that broke our spirits. We were devastated. We had hung our hopes on returning back to America so I can continue my master's in fine art. I thought this was what I was supposed to do with my life. We were bitterly disappointed and angry. In desperation we cried out to God, how could you let this happen? What are we supposed to do now? Never before in our lives were we so disappointed and hurt. It was in the stillness of those moments that we came to fully surrender our pain to God. Never before had we so fully and completely surrendered our plans to God as during that time of deepest heartache. A thought came to our minds found in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We had plans and had asked God to bless it, and then we realized that perhaps God had other plans that we were not yet aware of. So we came to a full surrender of our plans and dreams to God. God, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. Make me what you want me to be, became our prayer. After leaving China, we continued on with our travels to India, Egypt, and other Middle Eastern countries. A few months had passed and we were still wondering what we were supposed to do with our lives. In May, we arrived into Turkey and we met with a mutual friend who invited us to stay with them as we needed a place to stay for the night. Barnabas, my friend, hosted us for the weekend and he invited us to stay with them for their Sabbath service at their home. He also asked me to share a little about what we were doing. The following day was Sabbath and we shared with the home group what we were doing but didn't say a word about our disappointment with not being accepted into graduate school. After the church service, two Turkish gentlemen came up to me. Looking at me directly in the eye, one of them asked me, Will you come to Turkey? We need you here. I didn't know what to say. These men barely knew me and they had just met me a few hours earlier, but they were asking me this bold question. I didn't know what to say, so I simply said, well, I'll pray about it. I then said a silent prayer to God, Lord, if you want me to come to Turkey, then you'll have to call my wife too. The next day, we were in the car headed out to some ancient ruins. Barnabas said that a few months ago, he had requested to have another family come to Turkey who had a specific skill set to run an office. My wife had those skills, and I had the gift of taking care of the visual needs of the publishing company. In other words, there was a specific need that both my wife and I could fill in this project. This request was made months ago by Barnabas, while my wife and I were still experiencing my rejection to graduate school a few months ago. This confirmed for me that God was calling my wife also to this project. I hadn't told her at the time of my silent request, but here was my answer to my prayer. God is amazing. His timing is so perfect. We left Turkey and continued our travels into Europe and the United Kingdom. One year after we left America, we were now coming back a different person altogether. Our trip around the world opened our eyes to the great need of people needing to know Jesus. Our experience taught us that people are the same throughout the world and that we all need love, a true love that only Jesus can give. There are so many people in the world who have no hope and we wanted to make a difference. Our journey around the world taught us that life is not about stuff or the abundance of things that one has, but rather the relationships that we form is what really matters. We wanted to make an eternal difference and see lives touched by God's love. Upon our return back to America, we got settled in and began the process of, of applying with other nonprofit organizations to see if there were other options for us. We looked into calls 
from the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, Adventist Development and Relief Agency, also known as ADRA, Maranatha, and Jesus for Asia, and also Adventist Frontier Missions. In short, all the doors remained closed with the other organizations. The only door that remained open was Adventist Frontier Missions. We continued the application process with AFM, and in March of 2009, we were officially accepted to take the call in Turkey. So this is how we came to serve with Adventist Frontier Missions. We had plans, but God had other plans for us. Today, as I look back on this experience, I can tell you that I don't have any regrets about serving God with Adventist Frontier Missions. Is it hard? Yes, at times. Is it easy? Not always. Sometimes I don't know how we will make it. Is it worth it? Absolutely, it is worth it. I can tell you this. God is faithful and His mercies never come to an end. God is so faithful that I am awed that He would use us to accomplish His perfect plans. Here's my challenge to you. Are you doing what God is calling you to do? Are you maximizing your gifts and talents for His service? You know, there are only two things that we are taking to heaven. Number one is our character, and number two is the relationships we've formed for eternity. What do I mean by that? In other words, the lives that have been changed and follow Jesus is the only other thing that truly matters. Here's my challenge to you. Are you doing what God is calling you to do? Ali and Nina Nasser know God will enable them to do what He has called them to do. They, in turn, would like to invite you to unite with their team to reach the people of the land of the seven churches of Revelation, the land of Turkey. To find them online, point your browser to afmonline.org and select missionaries from the top menu. Once you find their names on the list, click on the Give link next to their names. Thank you for your prayers and support.